Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of Back to the Clubs with me, Major K. I'm a DJ, producer and record label boss and in this series I'm talking to other DJs about their club experiences. In what way is a good club defined by the people going there? How did they start DJing? And are you gonna go my way? Those are about a few of the questions I'm asking every week and the answers are often surprising. In previous episodes we had Insulate, MI and JD as guests amongst others. Today, British DJ living in Berlin, S. Rustin. But first, be sure to subscribe to Back to the Clubs in your podcast app. Give the show a raving rating too, it helps more people find the podcast. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash officialmajork, where you can get bonus content by subscribing and, of course, supporting. Like, for instance, a free download of one of the tracks of my record label Flash Forward Presents, and this preamble is simply gone. Do check my two weekly mix podcast Flash Forward Presents with Major K in your podcast app as well. Find me as at officialmajork on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, and... Support Ukraine by buying merchandise in my online dance music merchandise store, flashinghotshop.com. S. Rustenven got to interview her in the flesh at Azua Tennis Club in Antwerp, Belgium, only yesterday. It's the reason why this episode dropped on Saturday instead of the regular Fridays as well. But what was she doing at a tennis club, you say? Well, she made a soundtrack for a dance performance created by Sophie Guisset on one of the clay courts over there. Brilliant, riveting and tantalizing stuff. Loved it. As Rustin resides, as said, in Berlin nowadays, and a well-known club has everything to do with that. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Here we go. Back to the clubs with Major K. Okay, today with a very special edition of uh, Back to the Clubs, uh, recorded outside for the first time, because normally we do that on Squadcast, which is an online environment. Now we are sitting in the same location Yay. at the tennis club in the sun. Yeah, It's kind of great to do it like this, no? Yeah, it's really nice. Got a good blonde beer here <laughs> and uh, we're overlooking some tennis courts. Yeah, and yeah. there's a reason for that as well. There is. We're not having a rave at the tennis court, but... Too bad, too <laughs> I know. bad. I did yeah. sort of pretend I was DJing one <laughs> when I made a little story in a photo, but and I had so many friends replying, oh my goodness, you're playing in a tennis court. But I was like, yeah, it's not a rave, but it is a performance, and yeah. that's really exciting. I'm going to make you jealous a little bit. Yes. Because a couple of years ago... I played at Center Court. <laughs> I did a DJ set oh, at wow. the end of the season, summer mm. season. So, and that was really exciting to do that. First time that we did that, and it was, um, yeah, ah, so, that's so much cool. fun. Really, it, it so makes, much fun. It makes for an okay dance floor. Yeah, it yeah. really, it really does, and it gives that extra. Yeah, it's something extra, you know. Yeah, I would be tempted to turn the sprinklers on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, uh, I oh I, I'm so glad that you weren't there at that moment. That's no, that's 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 not polite to say. I would lo- would have loved of you to uh, to be there, but uh, the sprinklers at that time perhaps no. not a good idea. <laughs> oh, memorable. Um, yeah, memorable mm-hmm. indeed. Um, so you're from the UK. Yeah. But you're not living in the UK at no. the moment. I'm in Berlin. I've been there for like 12 years. Yeah. 
living there mostly I did uh, spend about a year in London and a year kind of here there and everywhere but yeah yeah really the what? most part of 12 years why the move to Berlin um it's a bit uh, cliche but I went to Bergheim <laughs> but it was for a bass music night but I right. don't know it, I guess it was speaking to my queer self that I wasn't really aware of and I just knew I needed to be in Berlin so yeah I was decided I knew I needed to leave Bristol I'd spent a lot of time in London I was there most weekends and I was deciding London or Berlin but at the time Berlin used to be cheap and it was an adventure used to be so now it's not that cheap yeah anymore. it's not it's not so cheap now rent rent I, anyone who's knows anyone who's moved there it's really really difficult to find an apartment where you can get your anmelding which is to register and rent prices risen a lot and yeah the typical gentrification story yeah that's a shame because berlin has a lot to offer and has that like raw vibe but um as time goes by i think that that's becoming less and less or a little less poor and sexy <laughs> <laughs> I, i i hope well the poor thing that's that's perhaps a good thing mm. but the sexy thing that should remain yeah <laughs> every time yeah and so that's what you have when you do a live recording outside when there are some aircraft yeah, it's the only thinking. aircraft that we had today but yeah <laughs> during the interview it's there <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's something that happens. So, okay, and um, in the UK, um, did you did you start playing music there or? Uh? Yeah, I moved to Bristol. I'd been living in Wales a bit. Okay, so you're you're from country. Bristol? Or? I grew up in the West Country in Gloucestershire and Wales. So, Mum was in Gloucestershire and Dad was in Wales and our yeah. horse riding farm. Yeah. So I kind of spent my time mixed up and then I did my A-levels in Wales and then I moved to Bristol. Yeah. And, uh, you know, classic story of music just helping me through some difficult times and arriving in Bristol and meeting some music people. I used to hand out flyers outside clubs. Bristol used to be a huge... I mean, it still is. It's got two universities. It used to have a whole lot of clubs, really big drum and bass, garage, hip-hop nights. And yeah, I used to hand out flyers for a party called Life. It was like a jungle uh, hip-hop and garage night. And uh, yeah, you know, there was a bunch of us. We would stand outside at three or four in the morning giving out physical flyers to people because, yeah, there was no Facebook then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you needed to do that yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. We were literally giving people flyers for yeah. the next party. And it's worked as well. Of mm -hmm. course, it really worked. So, yeah, I've been to Bristol once. I didn't manage to go to a club, though, which was a kind of a shame. But it was like the Christmas period and mm. there wasn't a lot going on at that moment. So, but um, yeah, at the club scene in, in, in is mainly in London, I think, in the UK. Or do you have in like... all the cities, yeah. especially the university cities, even <laughs> if they're small. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get quite vibey yeah smaller cities and i'm now trying to think but yeah <laughs> yeah it's good i mean the uk music industry is great it's alive and it, it always has been that's a big statement but <laughs> yeah yeah but, it, <laughs> but it's it really true. is in, in, in every respect and in, in yeah. every genre you know it's like mm -hmm. really kind of uh, apart from what, what comes from america it's really dominant like the uk scene 
is really yeah you had the 90s and 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 even now you know it's still very influential even in dance music when you have had people as well in the 90s like chemical brothers like uh, prodigy like that yeah me too (laughs) me too exactly i thought that was brilliant and i think that kind of those kind of acts really made me fall in love with dance music because um you know if you grow up with like a more rock and roll kind of vibe and then you have people who use that kind of vibe in dance music mm-hmm. it kind of links the two and and you're all set so yeah like with that 90s sound yeah, yeah. for sure it did yeah. it did have those rocky elements at times or that that attitude or the punk attitude but just brought forward yeah yeah what's it, what's your sound at this moment um, I would, it's maybe a bit pretentious, but <laughs> I've started calling it bass-informed techno. Bass-informed informed techno. techno. I love okay. the word informed because it, it, <laughs> it is what informs the music that I play yeah. because I come from the bass music scene. Right. But I live in a city and I live in a, I don't know, in a, in a music industry where techno does lead the way and yeah it's sort of how how can I bring those sounds and I'm really into polyrhythms and broken beats and all things all of my past musical history informs my music today so yeah bass informed techno rave and some euphoria (laughs) (laughs) that's quite a description Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so uh, if you say um, that that the kind of interrupted beats it's like more quirky or, or yeah broken rhythms off yeah, beats yeah, it's yeah. that's essentially comes from black music so yeah 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 and so there's a kind of a jazz influence then there as yeah well. with the with the amen break and with a lot of breaks that get used in drum and bass a lot of them come from jazz yeah yeah okay and and that's something that you can really um well get away with isn't exactly the word but get away with in berlin (laughs) yeah it's funny like sometimes people are a bit surprised that i'm playing that but it's i would say that i use techno or 4-4 as a framework and then once i build up the trust of an audience then i'll start swerving and dropping in more broken beats and more break beats and more rave and euphoria and then i can bring it back to a bit straighter four four and then diverge again and it it really depends on the crowd and how we're going with that yeah because i noticed that in uh, the soundtrack of wilson the Mm. the dance performance that is being uh performed here at azuwa tennis in in uh, in belgium uh by uh, sophie gise um that that is there as well so that you have you have your four four but you try to get sounds kind of contradicting the the 4-4 as well yeah it was all about the bass I knew like once I knew once I'd been to a few rehearsals that I wanted to use this this particular pulsating bass yeah uh yeah I knew I even though I'd used it in another way in another track I knew that was what what was needed (laughs) yeah so yeah it kind of really centers around that and then yeah yeah builds it builds into a climax it's uh, kind of yeah well yeah. You, you could put it like <laughs> that exactly um th- this isn't the only producing work that you do uh i mean i started off just making music dance music in fact when i was in in school and every i was in music class and 
everyone else was making compositions for their, I don't know, clarinet or guitar or singing and I wanted to make electronic music and my teacher gave me an Atari and a cupboard and a microphone and a four track <laughs> recorder. Yeah. So I'd always wanted to do it. Um, yeah, but I always wanted to make music for dance and performance for dancers. So this is really like a dream for me, definitely. I hope yeah, this is just the beginning. It combines loads of stuff that you're really interested in and, and yeah. really into. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to the clubs now. Okay, um, back to the clubs. What <laughs> was the first club you ever went to? So not as a DJ, not as a performer, but just the first club that you ever had a little dance. Uh, Lakota in Bristol which is still going now. I think really? it might finally be be turned into luxury apartments, but yeah. <laughs> well, finally, that's... Oh, I know what you mean. It it's survived like, come that on, long. guys. Yeah, yeah Lakota is, is, you know, an institution of Bristol and it's been through the 90s rave days and there's something about the architecture of the club that... Um, you can i think the best clubs are ones that you can circle around in and keep moving to different areas and uh, i don't know like a mobius strip or something you just yeah. keep going around and how do i explain it yeah you can loop around the place constantly yeah. you can keep moving yeah um yeah i think i think those make really for really good clubs the ones that you can stay the longest in yeah Because if you only have one room and the DJ isn't doing... They always do their best, but sometimes it's not what you want at that moment. Yeah, yeah. or you just need to go to a chill-out room or you want to climb up the stairs and go on a balcony and look down or go over here and do this thing over there. and Yeah, yeah. yeah just like that, that ability to choose different areas. And, you know, those clubs, you can go and have a different experience every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lakota's one of those, really. But cool. I went to see Judge Jules. <laughs> oh, really? I don't think I've ever said that publicly before. <laughs> What an admission, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, Judge Jules. Although back in the day, he was part of the early house movement yeah, coming was, to yeah. the UK. So yeah. you know, yeah. I won't shit on him. <laughs> no, 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 no. He has earned mm. the respect just for that yeah. you know yeah and so okay you've uh, been clubbing over there for the first time and then your music career started kind of you had your first gig booked what club was that at i i think it was oh i love this place the arc bar in bristol um it looks it was like this really old building op opposite the courts and it looks it was like three stories high and it was really designed a bit like mad max it had like metal metal decoration everywhere i was just really unique and special yeah and yeah so i played the arc bar and that was thanks to a real bristol hero called uh dr moody yeah he was brilliant so he was the one to give me my first club gig and it was a warm-up and it It was all vinyl back then. There were no CDJs, so yeah. Yeah, and how did he get to know you? Oh, I think I was going to like new school breakbeat parties, blow pop, and he's quite a character. I can't remember. Maybe I played. Oh, was it? Was that my first club? I think it was. And then I played with a friend um, for a party in Blue Mountain. Yeah upstairs and i remember we dropped to this techno track 
and people went absolutely nuts and we had to squat under the decks we were laughing so much at this reaction yeah i think those were like two of my first <laughs> gigs yeah and you still yeah. remember them after all those years yeah. so it must be really made an impression i think i, I think. remember all of my gigs if i think about places and clubs and yeah certain memories from each one yeah most cool of them. yeah that's that's cool Ooh. if you can uh, yeah uh, kind of have your history all memorized by just the environment mm. perhaps the the people you were with the food you ate the, the yeah th that kind of that kind of stuff yeah yeah um for you when you're playing at the club what what are you looking for in in such a club what, what does a club need to really be the best it can be that's a that's a big question uh i was actually on the way here talking to the other performers about i just played a club in sevilla which was cooperatively owned and they can't pay much but the love that got put into that space the love of the sound system they've got a speaker stack and then these huge four speakers like pointing down at the dance floor um i think it's really important that yeah co-ops own clubs you know um And I think sound system is really important. Like my friends at Fold, they're constantly updating. They're constantly tweaking the sound system. They're absolute nerds. And they're, they're just constantly tweaking, updating, bringing in new speakers. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and that's not because they see other clubs doing that as well. No, it's no. just in because fact, they have that drive. A lot of clubs just stick a system in and then it stays there for like 15, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So and then they yeah. get hammered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... Um, Yeah, it's kind of a yeah dedication and professionalism if you try to update what you have there and not stick with yeah well uh, we already paid for that so mm. it's it's fine. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's like the less capitalistic owners, the better, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, no carpets. <laughs> That's something <laughs> no. that the UK seems to love. <laughs> yeah, well, oh. it's, it's. I think it's tradition. No, <laughs> something like sticky that. Carpet yeah, sticky, sticky carpets. Sticky <laughs> You don't want to know what uh, fluids and whatever <laughs> are <laughs> still in there from from like oh 30 goodness, years yeah. ago. Yeah, exactly. Just don't think about that. Don't. Sorry to have brought it up <laughs> right now, because now you think are thinking about that. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's like that. And um, yeah, I think um, what we do here and and i think that's uh, berlin as well is more like a factory atmosphere like more the concrete walls the concrete floors the the things yeah. that work yeah i guess each city has those industrial spaces the kellers or the cellars type spaces yeah you just have these spaces that lend themselves to the rave yeah um yeah in bristol there's a lot of wine cellar type places there oh, i yeah. used to joke i love a good sweaty basement i mean i still joke <laughs> i love a good sweaty basement as well <laughs> yeah they all bring their own vibe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they really they really do and it, if it's it's cozy and intimate it, it uh, kind of is more memorable as well yeah like i'm a resident of renata and that's just like a big house party yeah We're literally in a big like house block and going up the the stairs like just like in a in a big house a yeah mansion. because I, i think that um sean of shambo jabang that's um a friend of mine who uh, runs the underground collective label uh, from manchester um he was saying that as well that renate is one of his favorite clubs uh. just because just because what you said yeah you know? it yeah. has a vibe about it yeah totally yeah yeah um 
of course a club isn't anything without DJs um, is there a DJ set you remember that you thought well oh my god what did that girl or that boy or well guy do uh, during that set because that really blew me away uh, you mean other DJs? Other DJs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I remember seeing uh, Green Velvet as Kashmir in uh, Panorama Bar. And yeah, he played the the little pills and thrills. And we all yeah. sang into a microphone. And it was just this really bouncy. It was what I imagine, like this bouncy... I'm guessing Chicago. I'm probably going to fluff up now. I think Chicago. Yeah, anyway, I he's just playing Chicago, this bouncy yeah, original yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sound. And I felt really blessed to see that. Uh, in 2020, Elsa Kitten played. And we were already feeling so lucky to be partying outside when a lot of the world was shut down. It's still and shut down, yeah. Yeah, they played a absolutely storming set from beginning to end. And I've come to such a fan hers i'm not sure what her pronouns may be her or theirs but yeah yeah, yeah. she was amazing and so yeah. that was one of my more recent favorite sets yeah cool yeah and and uh, mm. talk about green velvet he mm. did like um austin beach festival a couple of years in a row i think they didn't miss one of the uh, editions and he always did a an after party as well oh and cool. that was so amazing so yeah, amazing yeah. because the festival is done and then crew and and guests and whatever and he just oh that yeah. sounds really fun yeah like, it was you really know, great one of yeah. the original yeah i've seen dj funk play at block festival that was just wild yeah absolutely wild oh there's gonna be more actually yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. but i only asked for one and i ah, already already <laughs> got two so yeah, that's that, that's, that's, that's that's cool but that's cool that's yeah. cool it's different it's mm. really difficult to choose be between oh, djs yeah. and, and performances because yeah if if you've seen so many already that is also it's, true it's yeah. so so hard <laughs> and perhaps if we do this interview next week you exactly perhaps 20 years of clubbing there's <laughs> been a lot <laughs> in one quote yes. uh, <laughs> so and what about yourself is there a dj um, set that you played that you thought well I, I I can't top this this is well I you're always going to try <laughs> to top it yeah. but that really sticks to mind that you say well this was really everything was brilliant and you may boast uh, I mean yeah I do have those moments but then I guess I just forget them again <laughs> because I'm thinking about the next one yeah but yeah yeah, I think one, Lekken, because that's the collective I'm in and that's a, a very feminist, what well, it is, a feminist uh, sexy party in mm -hmm. Berlin. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, yeah, I could describe it a bit better. But there's loads of people around us. <laughs> um, you, can, you can whisper. I can whisper. Yeah. yeah, it's very, well, it's just a feminist sex positive oh, party okay. yeah. mm -hmm. um, that I'm involved in. I'm a resident of. And yeah, yeah there was one... Mm, just taking a sip of my beer just to make it more authentic <laughs> yeah there was one party we used to do it in this uh, club called Untertage which is a gay sex club next to a gay sauna yeah. um, and it's just been designed immaculately it's tiny but immaculate and oh, and again sort of you have to go down the steps in there right. you get no reception and the way the <laughs> place is designed is oh it's just amazing yeah. and yeah I did my first I think it was my first closing set 
Um, I've been doing a lot of opening sets and middle slots, and I think this was like, okay, I think I'm finally ready to do that Berlin yeah. closing yeah. set, and it's yeah. Lekin. It's my family in the audience. Yeah. And yeah, I played, and then I dropped Born Slippy. Uh, which is, you know, a song from from my childhood, watching yeah. Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people cried. It was, yeah, it was really. Epic. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And I was really just starting to play techno as well. And yeah, I really, I think that's definitely one of my favourites. Yeah. For sure. I I like people's faces melting or exploding or crying or I like emotion. Yeah, <laughs> but music is emotion. Mm. So yeah. Well, that, that that that's a nice one, and and yeah. exactly if you get to close up, it's a really great feeling because you kind of guide people towards the other day. You yeah, know? in fact, I played the last Lekken. It was the last weekend before everything shut down in Berlin at the pandemic, and yeah, um, yeah I played. Uh, I played sort of towards the end, and then the owners of the club were so happy. They're like, "Yeah." We're stay open another hour or so and people ran up to me like yes yeah, so get back on the decks and you know i was yeah. already like a bit woo my sp i'd take my spaceship had taken off and i was <laughs> like woo okay and <laughs> i jumped back on and i remember i had this this phrase in my head and and it was just that we like i i didn't i wanted us to move on into the morning with power I didn't want this weird, trippy, everything slowing down. No, no, I no, wanted no. us yeah. to be like, I felt like we needed to go out into the day fighting somehow. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what, the, I just had this, sometimes I just get this one sentence in my head, it becomes like a mantra. But uh, yeah, I'm on the spot right now, so I need to think, it'll probably come <laughs> to me like next week, I'll message you, this is what it was. Yeah, and um, then I yeah. edit it in. Uh, we shall not surrender, that was it. We shall we not, not surrender. surrender. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one of the clubs that you've been to the most then? Where you performed with... Uh, Untertage. Yeah. Oh, I d actually, that's a really good point. Well, I, I guess I've played Renata the most because Renata, I'm a resident. Yeah. I play every yeah. month, either there or elsewhere. Okay. I play Fold a bunch in London. That's yeah. like my, s my London family home. Um, I've played like most of the clubs in Berlin various times yeah. yeah it's always fun when it's a new one that i haven't been to like, oh, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's always yeah. exciting to see new environment and perhaps a different crowd or yeah, yeah different expectations different or, yeah there. yeah is there a club that comes to mind that you've been at the most so not performed at the most but been at the most mm. yeah i mean i spent like 10 years going to bergheim yeah so I don't go there now because I think my values have changed and I feel like I can't really relax there so much. And also... Be yeah, because it's kind of intense, right? It's intense and like just being involved in a feminist queer party and knowing what the, our values are there and not feeling like those values are reflected in, in, in that club, you know? And, yeah. and that's fine. Every club does what it does. Every party sure. does what it does. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. if it's not reflecting my values, I just don't have as much fun, I don't think. And mm -hmm. yeah, I spent a good 10 years going there and, you know, so many memories and it really was a part of my growing up. But now i just feel like i need to make music <laughs> yeah basically i need to make music that's that's my thing yeah that's that's the drive at this moment yeah totally yeah. it's like i've had years of clubbing and partying like now let's just get on yeah and, and now, now, now you're kind of at the other side mm -hmm. a little bit you know 
that Pro- was providing the beats for other people to yeah play. yeah hopefully hopefully other people yeah are that's that's that's, 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 uh, that's the aim <laughs> yes. uh, anyway so yeah. yeah um people talk about you know uh good clubs better clubs and even best clubs is there if you talk to other djs um is there a club that comes to mind that you think well nowadays people are talking about this club and it's supposed to be at this moment the best in the world well i guess it was the is it oh, i don't want to say it in case i've said it wrong but it was the one in the in kiev oh yeah, yeah. um is it k41 yes yeah, something oh, it like that its name i never went um but that was the one that the whole of berlin were going to really yeah on the we- every weekend okay so, so they and just what i heard about it i met someone i did have a gig in kiev and i met i met someone who works i met someone who worked there on the plane back and they were just telling me all about it but i've heard so many stories so i feel like that was that was a club that it was really exciting people and a city that was really exciting people yeah um i played in uh Horum upstairs of Bassiani mm-hmm. and I've heard great things about Kitty as well and just playing in Tbilisi and yeah. personally I just love to play places where people love to play yeah I just feel it just feels important playing in places where people have felt the struggle and they really need to release yeah and I think what I gather mm-hmm. is that in Eastern Europe there are a lot of places like that because yeah. people really connect with the dj are really attentive it's not like for instance in the netherlands no this on the dutch of course wouldn't dare to uh but uh <laughs> because like during gigs or concerts or whatever they tend to talk and and you know no in eastern europe people are there for yeah, the music actually. for dancing for uh you just so, reminded yeah. me of my gigs in Poland this winter. Yeah. Oh my goodness, amazing crowds, amazing. They just love everything and they knew. Yeah. They knew about gar- like they knew all the different rhythms, the different genres, like just the most awesome crowd, but yeah, I'm really I really want to uh, when when I joined my agent and he asked me what sort of parties I want to play and I was just like I want to play queer parties and I want to play places where it's really hard yeah. where it's really difficult get yeah. me to the most effed up places basically that was and that's still my thing like get me into difficult places yeah. yes because it, it ups the experience for yourself as well right? yeah or just like wanting to wanting it, it's more of a form of protest and solidarity mm, yeah and I think really at this time, with all the shit yeah, that's going down, it really is. I don't want to think like, oh, let me let me make everything better for you. No, like let me just come and be in solidarity and yeah. and fight the good fight and yeah. experience this and meet people and yeah, yeah. yeah and in that it's respect, really important to me. You know, people are resilient and um, people are resilient. I think that's yeah. a really important thing to remember. Yeah pity isn't needed is it people are really humans are resilient but yeah yeah, solidarity comradeship (laughs) that's what it's about yeah and i guess as soon as the situation over there is resolved there's going to be uh, an outpour of so much love Uh, hopefully an effort of rebuilding but yeah Yeah. it's really hard to even imagine that it's hard to imagine what's gonna no what, what the future holds no but 
Fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. Um, another question I had is, well, you perhaps have a bucket list of clubs that you really want to play at. Um, is there one at the top of that bucket list that you think, well, I haven't played there before and I really want to? That's a really good question. Damn, yeah. I mean, I felt like this club, yeah, the K41 in in uh, Kiev I mean I was just like wow that sounds amazing yeah. um, and I played closer there so that was really cool that was like a giant Renata um, it's like cities as well like I wanted to go back to Tbilisi for sure Yeah. like I'd love to play Horum Nights like I also think about like queer parties that I want to play so like Horum Nights I just felt really like wow like I just really love what they're doing they're fighting the good fight in a place where it's difficult to be queer yeah so it's more more like the 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 atmosphere rather than the club that you would stake out yeah I think like the like what type of party as well because yeah. I just played um in Lisbon f with Lekin did a we teamed up with our sister queer crew Mina in yeah in Lisbon and they've just found this incredible space um it's like an office block out in the warehouse district and it's as DIY as you can get but holy shit the crowd were amazing like such a beautiful beautiful queer crowd and reminiscent of like old older Berlin days so yeah it's kind of not always about the club but also the party Well, that's a good. That's a good. <laughs> that's, that's, good, a good that's a really good answer, and it's a good motivation as well. You know that it's yeah. not not really the place, but that's a combination of factors that that that, that you need to factor in. Or yeah, it's a. Uh, It's it's what you want, you know. You want to have a good place with a good system, a sound system, but the right crowd as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really funny about crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a little bit known for uh, being quite vocal about women to the front of the dance floor not just women but petite people and people who need perhaps a bit of extra space or care yeah and yeah. it really really bugs me if it's just like a bunch of dudes at the front yeah yeah that really really gets my goat and <laughs> no, I, I get okay. I think I'm a bit older and grumpier so I'm quite <laughs> I'm quite like I can be I can even like remove people in a crowd and be like right no come on we need to change this yeah yeah that really like okay uh, yeah, but there's that's, certain that's, crowds that's that really, i just wouldn't um, want to play to making making your mark i think mm. and and setting an example as well for how yeah. how it can be a better experience for everyone if uh, if it's done differently perhaps the club, uh, you know a party is as good as its people uh, it, it's yeah clubbers and if we're not taking care of each other on the dance floor what are we doing we're just consuming yeah and that's isn't that what we're trying to get away from is capitalist consumerist culture that is what i'm trying to do anyway so sure yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of respect for that of course <laughs> um where can people find you in the near future uh yeah that's also a good question um I am going to be going to Rotterdam for the first time to yep. do a Perron uh, and Renata night with uh, Manny D, Sebastian Vocht, uh, False Witness. Yep. I'm excited for that. I'm really excited to go to Rotterdam because it has a huge musical history. And I will be going to Den... Den is it Den Haag? The Hague. 
Den Hague. The Hague. The Hague. The Hague. The Hague. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Hague. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going the there as well. Yeah. And I will be going back to Gdansk in Poland, which is again one of my favourite cities at the moment. I love it. I'll be doing Renata and Elsa. I'm going to do another Back Alley Sallies, which is a party I put on with two friends. Um, yeah, we're going to do a queer party for CSD weekend. Oh, I'm going to Budapest to do a party with Omo. Loads of yeah, stuff. Omo yeah, Omo at this amazing uh, queer party in Budapest, as I just said. Yeah. Um, who, they're fighting the good fight out there. It's really hard to be queer in Hungary right now. Yeah, I And know. they really, and they do it with such humor and tenacity. I love them to pieces. So yeah, I'm really happy. I'm really excited to check they're out yeah well i hope i can catch up uh, with you at one of those gigs yeah there's a lot of those <laughs> to choose from yeah uh, i guess rotterdam or then den- rotterdam the yeah, yeah the it's hague. or the hague is uh, yeah. really close by uh, to Antwerp. Yeah, so, okay. um, that's gonna be later on i think july yeah there's there's more i don't know it's okay <laughs> let's just make it happen somehow exactly right that's why i have an agent just because i actually <laughs> really struggle with what i'm doing and where i'm yeah. going but uh, people can find that all on your socials and your website and that's whatever that's exactly and, uh, right so uh, <laughs> i'll refer them to mm. those sites thank right? you i appreciate that uh, thank you so very much for being a guest in uh, back to the clubs uh, Yay, it was really you. really nice talking to you and uh, yeah good luck with all the gigs thank and you. uh <laughs> Hope to see you soon. Yay, bye. Yay. <laughs> Lots of gigs coming up. Loads of chances to see her at work then. It was lovely talking to S. Rustin outside in the sunshine. Don't forget to subscribe to Back to the Clubs in your podcast app and find me as at officialmajork on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. Uh, Also, and even more important, go buy some dance music merchandise at flashinghotshop.com and support Ukraine. Uh, there's stuff from Jana Vitiligo over to Flash Forward Presents and, of course, back to the club's tees. Get them while they're hot. See you next time and enjoy the sunshine. Bye-bye. Back to the clubs with Major K. Major K.